Herper-derper-derper-derper-der. Well spunked. Have you not been hearing me? Oh man, the goon! Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Sorry the neurons aren't firing today. Yes, it is. Exactly. Cleanses the palate with zombies. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. Did I just have a stroke? That's a valuable misprint, sir. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. It's really cool because when they put out UV lights that raves, I don't need to put sparkles on my skin because I'm already sparkling. <laughs> and B. I stopped reading name. after the first chapter, and I watched the first movie as a drinking game, where you had to drink every time she bit her lip or asked a question. Joel Simon. It's layers. It's like an onion. Layers upon I didn't understand that. Now that makes a lot more sense. I don't. He was talking about her box and not her box. And Andy Padel. So I'm, I'm rocking the, uh, oh, what's, uh, shit. You're rocking the shit. I'm rocking the shit right now. <clears throat> Anyways, um, all right. Let's yeah. Let's get some shit. Let's get some shit going. Yeah, you're ready? Let's start shit on the in the show. Pretty flowers. Yeah. No, um, no pretty flowers. We are agendaless. Okay, this this will be fun. Yay! Welcome everybody. Episode seventeen of the Trade Secrets Podcast. I am your host Luke Matthews, and I am joined by the usual podcast crew: Ann Bean, Yay. Joel Simon, Hi, and Andy Padel. Yo, this week show this bi week, whatever <laughs> two week span of time. We are going to be talking about uh, the first trade of Jason Aaron and Steve Dillon's Punisher Max. Uh, it's entitled Kingpin, um, and it covers the first five issues of the comic book and the first story arc. It's Marvel Comics because it's Punisher, blah, 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 blah. So it's Max. It's, it's a Marvel Comics line. Marvel it's Max. the Marvel Max line. It's still Marvel. It's if it's if it was published, sure. If it was published by Icon, I would still say it was published by Marvel because it's fucking Marvel. It's just an imprint of Marvel. However, I like had to Vertigo is DC. I had to go to the comic shop and be like, <laughs> Mar- wait, Punisher, published by Max, is different than Punisher Max, published by Max. What so the hell? I, yep. I, I get the this text from Anne, and she's like, so it's it's the Punisher Max by Garth Ennis, right? I'm like, no, 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 no. it's <laughs> Punisher Max, not Punisher Max. <laughs> what? What? What's the, what's the but, difference? A space. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> okay. a space and a writer, because they've got the same artist. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Clarity I actually have Clarity. the uh, Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon run in that a hardcover so upstairs. Good. It's really good. Um, hmm. It's the second best arc of that entire... like. Hundred issue run, yeah. So, uh, what have we all been reading, guys? I've been reading a whole bunch of stuff. Let, let me just start off this. I was at New York Comic Con last hey. week. Nice, yeah. And <clears throat> we, I was right across from the Midtown Comics booth. Mm-hmm. It was right across the aisle, like three feet away from me, just staring at me for the entire show. And I went over there and. That that booth, Midtown Comics, was the sponsor for New York City Comic Con. Of course. And so I went over there, and they had, like, the cream of the crop in their booth. It was just all different different um, books, 
all the best books just right there, right for the picking. And every every single shelf had something good. So I picked up um, uh, the collected series of uh, Criminal. I haven't yes. read that yet. I, yeah, I was kind of. I off. just finished that a couple weeks ago, actually. It's good. Yeah, oh God, <laughs> it's good. See, I only read the book after that. So, and for some reason, I was on a entirely big Brubaker kick. I thought you read Coward and Wallace. No, which is why I bought you the one for your birthday. See, you gave them to me, and I never read them. Oh, you fucker. And I, I had to give them back because I was like, oh, I've had these for too long. If I don't give them back, Andy's not going to lend me any more. Yeah, he still holds on to my absolute Dark Knight and and Swamp Thing. Yes, exactly. I'll get around to them eventually. Um, <laughs> After he finds new copies because he hawked yours on eBay. Mm. Dark Knight, this can't possibly go up in value. It's just an absolute <laughs> edition. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck! Oh, yeah, you... You're way too trusting, sir. Thank you. Um, so got that collected of Criminal and then also um, Incognito Bad Influences. Haven't read that yet either. I bought that but haven't read it. Yeah. It's good. The same thing too. And and then also uh, something else from, from Boo, Brubaker that I haven't read. Captain America? Boo Baker. No, I, I finished that all Captain America. Uh, Daredevil? No. Was, okay, was it Marvel? Was it independent? What what? I think it was independent. Boo Baker. Sorry. Boo Baker. I'm focus on that because um, it sounds so like it sounds also, like a serial mascot. Also got the next book of, <laughs> of uh, I'm totally gonna photoshop Casanova. that shit. <laughs> Casanova Gula, um, uh, and then the the whole JMS run of Thor, which was pretty good. He did a, a really good job, and um, uh, the signed edition of uh, World War Hulk, or no, not not World War Hulk, but. Planet Hulk. Planet Hulks. Yeah, because I had it, but then I lost it, and then I had to buy it again. It's a common theme with me. So I I didn't read the Brubaker stuff, not yet, but then <laughs> but then uh, Andy's killing me over here. I no, did you're killing me, sir. You're like, <laughs> man, I've got five different books by Ed Brubaker, but I'm going to reread Planet Hulk first. <laughs> no, I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I bought it just because I needed it. I didn't read it. You though. needed it. I needed it. Seriously. It's, he Planet Hulk it. is good. It, no, it really is. Have you read it? No. Okay. It's good. It's it's smart it's Hulk. It's it's Hulk Conan with green skin. Hulk horrific. <laughs> Hulk bangs a chick. Has a son named Hulk Nan. Yeah. Well, okay. Scar, son of Hulk, son of. <laughs> okay, forgive me my vice. Ben. Guys. All right. it, I thought it was okay. pretty good, and that's no, one of the things fine. I got back into it. But I've just never been a Hulk fan, to be entirely honest. I just, I just don't like the character very and much. But that's just me. I like him in, I like him when he's a foil for other people, like yeah. in the Ultimates. Hulk's when he on the was, rampage again, exactly. Fuck. Like in in Ultimates when he went on a rampage, kind of by accident, and then the yeah. uh, the Ultimates had to. You know, take him down. Yeah. That that's kind of an interesting idea because they were trying to work with Bruce Banner on other stuff, and that's fine. But like as a character on his own, I yeah. I can't stand the Hulk. So. Oh, we we call Hulk the nuclear option for for Marvel because <laughs> whenever there's a problem or something like that that they can't solve, they just throw Hulk into it. Yeah, and that's space. A, yeah, throw Hulk into it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's and that's the one thing about the whole Civil War series or run because they they couldn't deal with civil war and registration if they had this guy that wasn't be able wasn't able to be controlled so they just toss him in the space and i didn't realize thor was dead at the time too so two of the most powerful people let's just take him out and then uh-huh. have everybody register um <clears throat> but uh yeah i i boy it's a good thing they made that clone of thor that helped out the the re- oh uh sorry falcon and killed, so- <laughs> and killed the only black guy in the 
So hey, what, Black Panther was cool. He's like, yo, you guys, you have fun in the States. I'm going <laughs> to chill on my nation. Yeah. So now that you've listed off all the things you haven't yeah. read, what did you read? The, the Thor series. The okay. Thor run with, with Thor coming back and everything. And it's, it's pretty good. I, I've never really understood Thor because it was all that whole insane. Am I insane? I'm Donald Blake. No, I'm a god. No, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a doctor. And it resolved that. Doctor God. Pretty much. Well, talk about a God pump complex. Right. Shit. Uh, but it's it's really, it was really good. <laughs> this brain surgery isn't working. I'll use my hammer. Yay. <laughs> Just slam it down. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I bought. It's, it's getting to become uh, a problem because I'm buying comics, but I'm not reading them. They're that's, all that's lining up. That's how it up. begins. That's, yeah. a, that's actually, that's what my wife does. We... Have gone to the comic shop several times, and she has picked up a lot of stuff on site mm. that um, either on site or on recommendation. She picked up the Finder Library on recommendation and hasn't touched it. She picked up the Last Dragon because she really liked the artwork and hasn't touched it. She picked up another With book, Bruce that I Leroy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> show enough. Uh, Am I the meanest? <laughs> show enough. Uh, <clears throat> Am I the baddest? Low down prettiest <laughs> brother you ever seen so uh but she just they sit on the shelf and she hasn't touched them yet but that's also because she's been in fucking the ass end of the country for the last five weeks and actually i forgot this because it blew my mind i totally forgot it that the fifth of uh, secret warriors which is the run with nick fury when he's outside of shield fucking amazing it's basically if james bond had a super group with him and was trying to take down all the evil geniuses. I'd say super-ish group, because none of them really have amazing powers. No. He's working with limited resources. Yeah. Actually, fairly yeah, decent yes. group. But when you're trying to be a super spy, you don't want people with overtly nasty, huge powers, right? But you don't yeah. want a 12-year-old either. That depends on the 12-year-old. Yeah. Well, he is a god. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of twists and turns there. And I thought that was the last book. Like, okay, I'm done with it. And all it does is just end... <laughs> With a, a lot like Metal Gear Solid, where Nick Fury's in the in the graveyard with guns pointed on him, and that's how it ended. Was Night one of the arcs that you read, or is that the beginning of the next one? Yeah, Night. I already read that. Yeah, that was the book before. That was four. Um, yeah, shit hits the fan. Good stuff, and I'm done. What have either of you two been reading? And go. Um. I actually read some things that were not for school, which was kind of amazing. I read the fourth lock and key trade, which yes. was amazing and has a really super awesome issue that Thank pays you, homage Bill to Bill Waterson. Homage. Yep. It's his art. What? what? That's Bill Waters. No, it's not. I don't think it no, is. No, it's Gabriel Rodriguez it's paying Gabriel homage to, to Bill Waterson. It, he, Waterson. I've got it upstairs. You can go grab it if you want. I, I'm going to. Okay. Go grab it. It's, it says, like, for Bill Waterson. It's dedicated to him, but... So anyway, you read, anyway it was, you read the fourth lock and a key trade, and it's and awesome. It was awesome, and I nerded out and went, oh, God, why is the fifth one not out yet, et cetera. Um, what else did I read? I started... Oh, I finished Demo, which I which is uh, Brian Wood and Becky Cloonan. And I'd picked that up from Andy long ago and finally like read the other half of it. What is it? It's a group of interconnected short stories um, on the theme of superpowers, but in a very like realistic human way. Like it's all teenagers that have superpowers. It's fucking up their lives in some way or the other. Some of them are very subtle. 
Some of them are very depressing. It's, I guess you could call it like a modern literary take on superpowers, but in a very, very cool and compelling way. And it's all just little vignettes that are thematically interconnected. That's cool. Yeah. I've been pretty. kind of interested in that, but not like really interested in that. So yeah. if you like short stories, <laughs> you should ch- definitely check it out. Yeah. If you want something with a long sustained plot and anything that's like short and vignette is just going to piss you off, then don't bother. Well, I've heard, I mean, I've heard good things about Brian Wood's stuff about demo and DMZ. Um, I picked up, I've read Northlanders. Yeah, I've read the first three trades of Northlanders, and it's really good. I picked up the first issue of um, what's it called Uh, of Supernatural because I love the show. Right, the show's great, and I saw a comic book, and I was like, "Oh, this is going to be terrible." And then I saw that Brian Wood writes it, so I was like, "Hmm." Mm -hmm. So I picked it up, and it's eh, it's okay. Like, it's not as bad as most adaptations. It's a little bit ruined by the art, because mm-hmm. um, the art's not really that good in it. Yeah. But I'm—I mean, if it wherever it goes, it might be better. But I don't know. It just starts off kind of weak. It'd be listed in the credits there, sir. It just so. says there, there's actually no credits page for that specific issue. Well, but, but at the end but of it, it would it say at the beginning, right? It would. For Bill Watterson, yeah. not drawn by Bill Watterson. So, um, the are you sorry? I didn't want to interrupt you. Are you done? Um, you, did you read anything else? I did actually. I started um, Level Up, which I think I mentioned earlier. It's by Ten Fam and uh, Level Up, Level Up. Gene Yuang. It's by First Second Publishing, okay. and it's. Um, the story of this this kid's relationship with video games and them sort of sort of sucking oh, him down to a dark yeah. dark and terrible place but then he has these like random angel characters that are like pop up like video game sprites speaking of hey over here <laughs> listen um i don't know i just have read the first chapter so it's really interesting um and past that i wandered around the land of web comics there's one i started reading that has just started it probably has like a dozen or less strips um and i'm gonna be terrible and not know the url so i'll give you the (laughs) url the other strip by the same people which is called sixth circle it's i think numeral six and it's some story about hell in the sixth circle of hell and that's all very exciting but i was more interested in their side project yeah heretics upside down in flames um so their side project is this uh, pretend historical story about real historical characters. I think it's called the Historically Accurate Adventures of uh, Jack, last name, and Roychek. So it's this these uh, two characters that actually really did exist. The sort of super spy Nazi killer of the British Secret Service and this trained Russian fighting bear. And it's like, what if they were a super team? It would be awesome. <laughs> so that's the comic. Is this a trained Russian fighting bear? No, right. So we're, we're, Luke, before we go on, I just okay. So you've got you know your stealthy super spy, and then does he like figure out different ways to hide the bear every issue? <laughs> I don't think he's, <laughs> he's that like, subtle. I I've got this crate over here. Can we step by that? <laughs> <laughs> the next one. Maybe. Happy birthday! I've brought you this giant, giant cake. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I've brought this stuffed bear to the museum. <laughs> I like it. No, no, that's actually a bear driving the car. <laughs> Who's driving? Oh my god, bear's driving. How can this be? Uh, I have my pet tiny hat wearing bear with me. Okay, <laughs> look, now you're just stretching. <laughs> Flat. It's my wife. She's her suit. <laughs> She's Polish. Ah, oh, you bastard. <laughs> And that's all I read (laughs) ever. Moving on. Andy, what did you read? Um, So key issues that I read, X-Men 544, which is the end of this run of Uncanny X-Men before it goes into the new continuity with, or not new continuity, but the new, the renumbering, and it splits into two books. I thought it was a really solid uh, issue overall. It's told from the viewpoint of Cyclops and I believe Mr. Sinister, if I remember correctly, or is that Regenesis, Joel? Uh, Regenesis was just both of them. Okay. Having a conversation. Uh, and the point of it is, while Wolverine is going back to start up the Jean Grey school for gifted youngsters, along with most of the original X-Men who are still alive, Cyclops has his group of people who are going to do something different. And at the end of the book, Cyclops is like, I don't know why they're going back to school, because it feels like I graduated. I'm like, okay, no, it was it was really well written and really well thought out. Uh, other than that, I read Superior number six. It was supposed to be a six-issue miniseries, but that's not happening. It's going on to a seven-issue miniseries. What that's, is it? It's just... Can Mark Millar not do anything right? No, no, no. he can't there's, finish. There, he there, can't there's finish there's no story. Like, <clears throat> There's been enough content for half of a comic book. What is like, there's it a about? Really, um, kid who has a bunch of diseases. Uh, this monkey from space comes down and says, I'm going to turn you into your favorite superhero. And he becomes trustworthy. <laughs> Space monkey. And uh, spoilers, mm-hmm. after a week, uh, the monkey comes back and it's, oh yeah, the monkey is the devil. Awesome. Space <laughs> cancer. What? Yeah. No. Yep. Oh yeah. What? Oh yeah. Space monkey, no. the devil. No, I'm what? sorry. Not the devil, but a minion of the devil who has no. not successfully gotten a soul in 500 years. What? So he had to pull because out all the Because he's a space monkey. No. There, there are some serious issues with this it's book. It's not good. Did, it's not, did I have a like stroke? Am I hearing this right? Or it, it, okay, so yeah, you're start, hearing it right. It what? started out with an interesting idea. Where you? Well, okay, it started oh, out with yeah. the idea of kinetic, which was an old DC book that had uh, when they did. Um, I think it was like six or seven books where there was only one person in every world who had the super, a superpower, and each person, you know, each story was its own universe, completely isolated from everything else, and one person had a random power. And each book was a miniseries. Um, Kinetic was this kid who had pretty much every single possible defect known to man. And he tried to kill himself by getting hit with a truck and found out that he gained super strength and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, Because he was hit by a truck. For a week. Oh, that's awkward. And he loses his powers, but he doesn't have all these terrible genetic illnesses anymore. And that was the end of the book. It's actually a really good book. I uh, Superior is another one of those examples of the reason why I don't like Mark, most of Mark Millar's stuff because he's got such awesome ideas and his execution is so terrible. Can we, can we talk about two things that I found out that are coming out next year that'll fill me with rage? Ooh. Well, they have filled Ooh. me with rage. Sure. They'll fill you hey, with rage. rage. How about Nemesis number two? Rage quit. If you put Nemesis backwards, it says spells sissy men. <laughs> <laughs> And wanted number two. 
These are both real books that are coming out. That and The Secret Wanted Service. Wanted number two? Yeah. Mm. See, Wanted, great idea, right? The whole the whole premise I, I, of... I, I, we we talked about the it. the premise of Wanted? We, we didn't talk about Wanted. Oh, wait, no, we haven't talked no, about it. No, we talked about Kick-Ass. We, no, they, they, all, they all fucking blend together because all of Mark Millar's stuff kind of blends together. Actually, I, but, I was referring to off of the show, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I... I don't know. Like the idea behind Kick-Ass is great, which is one of the reasons I like the movie so much because they execute it so much better than the book does. But you know, uh, when other people the, try and, and pull it off, it just doesn't work. I mean, like Phoenix Jones. <laughs> oh. And then Wanted, like the idea behind you know the kid kid finds out that he you know his dad was a superhero, and then Super when he villain. gets hold on initially thinks he's a superhero and then gets drawn into the society and finds out that his dad was a supervillain. Um, I thought that was, yeah, that was kind of the point, right? It was like the, he didn't know that they were supervillains or he wouldn't have fucking joined them. No, he totally no. joined them from the get-go as yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. No, he no. knew. Yeah. He just hated his life so much because his girlfriend was fucking somebody else. Seems like God, I love the scene the where he puts her in the bathtub. <laughs> yeah. No. The, the, he just does he can't make likable characters. That's the other problem that I had with mm. Superior is that I don't, I don't like the character. At all. I mean, he's more likable than most of his others. Like, the main character in Kick-Ass is a fucking douche. And How can you not like a little disabled kid? What's wrong with you? As a disabled kid, he was fine. But when he, was, when he was a superhero, he was just kind of like... I don't know. He, just, he, he didn't... He fixed everything. He flattened out, right? Like, he had no character anymore. Yeah. Um, which I guess could be part of the point, maybe. I, think I don't Mark know, Miller but, needs to read the book version of NeverEnding Story. Yeah. Because that's about like the loser child that turns himself awesome and then yeah. realizes he's terribly soulless. Hmm. But anyway, also, I'm sorry I didn't read mean the to... book anyway. Oh no! Uh, wow. So yeah, it's just like Mark Millar stuff is like Old Man Logan is so good, so good. Yeah, I Hold mean I've heard that, that Old Man Andy. Logan and Red Son are both yeah. worthy. Red Son is excellent. Um, yeah. And like I said, Ultimates, the first run of Ultimates that he did, I really really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, We've said this probably a hundred times on the seventeen episodes of this show that we've done already. But um, okay, so I, I still I'm I'm still trying to wrap my head around this. So the space monkey was a demon minion yep. of the. So devil. why did he give the kid superpowers? Because that's what the exchange was. He took him away. He's like, so you can uh, get your superpowers back. All you have to do is give me your soul. Yeah. No. Oh. There's actually a lengthy explanation. It's like two pages worth. Oh God. Why didn't he? Do something easier than becoming a space monkey, like sell drugs. Right? I just say Because he's very bad at his job. Apparently. He's not gotten a soul in 500 he's years. He's a fucking monkey. Of course he's bad at his job. He doesn't have to be a monkey. No. Do the you... monkey ties into the movies that have to do with the superior superhero. I'm going to... I'm going to take your powers away. Do you want them back or do you want to go to... Do you want them back? Because then you go to hell. I'm taking your soul. No, you know, I I'm okay without the powers. I don't really want to go to hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty that's much how that conversation went. I think why he's you're, you're putting more thought in this than Mark Millar. Than <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh. Uh, but you know, I, and it's funny. I, I just want to add this. That Anne touched on something that I never really noticed. The common theme through a lot of these is it's the loser kid. Mm-hmm. Who you get some powers and then you know and then becomes an asshole? Yeah, yeah, oh, they oh. do. Old man Logan—that's an exception. Well, yeah, sure. but he was a loser guy that lot. He didn't want to use his powers, and then Not eventually 
not a Mark Miller creation. Yeah, that's what that was our no. that was that well, was our no. But wait a minute, that was our our um, our distinction that we made was that if it's something that he made from scratch, it's shit. It's shit. If it's but if some, it's okay. in somebody else's framework, which hmm. Old Man Logan, be it a strange story, still was within the it's Marvel like framework. Yeah, yeah, Red Sun. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. No, he, he can do really good stuff with other people's ideas. Yeah. Exactly. Or he can come up with really good ideas as long as he doesn't implement them. <laughs> exactly. Comes up with great ideas. Just so let gonna, somebody else write the movie. We're script. not going to write super villains in the movie. Instead, we're going to let you turn bullets, and that's what the assassins can do. <laughs> uh, I like wanted. I couldn't. I couldn't. It's like do a it. guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. You want to know why I couldn't do it? It was another one of those problems that you I can't have with flip your wrist the right way. So the bullet curve. Absolutely correct. It's it's part of the whole uh, dad was a gunsmith thing, right? Can't can't even like even if they have a power that allows them to turn bullets, I was mildly okay with the slightly curving bullet, the slightly curving like bullet, like a curveball, right? I'm I could I could run my brain past that just fine. I know it's the, you're gonna bring the up. fucking circle where he shoots, a, like even take away the whole curving of the bullet, line up eight people in a row and fire a bullet into them, it's not going to go through all eight people. It's going to fucking stop. It's a magic no, bullet. No, 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 no. Like, I can, I can buy that, right? I can't. I the can't one thing that. in that movie that I cannot buy, no matter how many times I see it, is Morgan Freeman saying, motherfucker. <laughs> that is the most painfully awkward scene I have ever seen in the movie. He's like, I'm Morgan Freeman. My voice will make your vagina moist. However, <laughs> when I use any form of profanity, it's, it's very awkward. Shit! <laughs> I honestly, I can't get past Morgan Freeman's floppy hand. I, I just I can't do it. Ever ever since I knew I knew about the car accident and and how he lost his hand, I I can't I can't watch it ever again. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Yeah. So a couple of years ago, Morgan Freeman got into a car accident, and he he really got messed up. Uh, <clears throat> in more ways than one, he was driving with his mistress when he had his car accident. Um, like you do. Yeah. Right. Got a divorce afterwards. But if, he, if I had a voice like that? I, mean, I, know, I know. So he had, he had to... He was driving with one he got his, his hand, mistresses. He got his hand mangled, right? And so they, they did skin grafts and all that kind of stuff, and it's slowly mm-hmm. coming back. But if you ever look at Morgan Freeman, he never uses one of his hands, and they always have scenes... He's always clutching a pen. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he's, or has his hands folded in front of him all the time. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Okay, so you guys, you guys know this. And oh, I, yeah. wow. I cannot not see it. It's it's one of those cannot things. Cannot be unseen. No, no, no it cannot. Eh. And and the Bob Dole says Morgan Freeman will be all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm a uh, horrible human being. That man's a war hero. <laughs> I just finished reading The Dark Tower. Finally, um, I disagree with Andy's appraisal of the ending. I thought the ending was actually really well done. Uh, I thought it fit really well with the storyline. So, what was it about the ending? So, spoiler warning: we're going to talk about the end of Dark Tower. Do you care? Do you care? No. Do anybody care? No. So, what the fuck do you not like about the ending of Dark Tower? How it just goes back to the beginning. Why? That's the point. No, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, it is. The point is that he's stuck. He's got in a the, fucking flute or whatever. No, no, no. He's he gets the he gets the he's horn of the horn. the horn of Arthur yeah. Eld, yeah. and the, he the whole point is it's 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 a kind of a it's a it's. It's a talk about like reincarnation. He keeps having to redo it until he gets it the fuck right. Like, I liked it. Mm. I thought it was a fine, but you didn't even have to read that part. He fucking tells you before that part starts. Stephen King, in his own voice, goes, You know what? 
just fucking stop. Don't read this part. If you don't, if you just don't read it. Don't, why are you <laughs> like, explaining that to me? I'm like, okay, there's going to be a part where Stephen King tells you to stop reading the book. <laughs> Listen to the writer of the book. Yeah, I liked that ending. I thought that it fit really well, and I thought that it was a, it was a good. I thought it was fitting to the storyline and the character. So, um, and it also explains the whole. It explains why he's so fucking old. Like that, it resets him to after the Battle of Jericho Hill and the Fall of Gilead and all that stuff. So it's like. It's not that he's actually been around this long. It's just that he's been walking the same fucking path over and over and over again for thousands of years. So, anyway, I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. Moving on to the Sword of Truth. Also, um, they saw the Groundhog's Shadow. Yes, exactly. Uh, 100 more years of Roland's Trials and Tribulations. Yes. <laughs> so, wah, wah, wah. Um, so, this, is, read, this <laughs> is the pros you were talking about, right? The what? Dark Tower. What about yeah. it? The yes. pros, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm finished. Let's see what I finished. Astonishing X-Men. I read, I read the new castle graphic novel. Um, the Richard Castle's deadly storm by Brian Michael Bendis and Kelly Sudeconic. It's actually not bad. I was, I was impressed. It's, it's kind of a fun little spy novel thing. Um, fuck. What else did I read recently? I know I read stuff. You cut me off after two books. I thought you stopped Andy talking. reads infinite books. Hmm. He does. Go on. No, no, I'm, I'm just cutting you off after two books. <laughs> We're both done. <laughs> Ooh. I don't even remember what else I read. Um, I went down, because I went down to Portland last Friday. There was a signing slash Q&A with Brian Michael Bendis and Kelly Sue DeConnick, uh that was moderated by Matt Fraction, who is Kelly Sue DeConnick's wife for anybody listening. Um, um, you mean Matt husband. Fraction is Kelly Sue Kelly Sue DeConnick's husband. husband. <laughs> oh. Uh, whatever. whatever the spouse I'll just say spouse from there now on go. and um, it was actually really cool I was expecting to, to just be a signing and it turned out to be like an hour long Q&A session and a bunch of stuff and I got to meet all of them and I st- stood around for half an hour bullshitting with Matt Fraction which was really cool um, and I still think you should have brought a sandwich for me to have Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> sign <laughs> oh he he <laughs> He signed one of my books that he wasn't supposed to. I had a I had a stack of a few things. Like I got Scarlet signed. I got um, uh, the first issue of Brilliant signed. Thor. And, and in the no in the stack I had um, the JLA number um, one. <laughs> <laughs> Just no, sneak that one in there. I had a copy of the. Um, uh, Osborne incarcerated trade that Kelly, Kelly Sue DeConnick wrote, right? And she signed it and all this stuff, and it was at the bottom of the stack. And he and I are just bullshitting as he's like kind of absentmindedly signing stuff. And I saw him like he opens the cover, he talks to me for a second, signs, moves the next one off the stack, and he gets down to it and he opens the cover and he's talking to me. And I watched realization <laughs> dawn on him about half a second too late because he puts the pen down and he writes a B and then goes. Oh! <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, don't worry about it. It's fine, because now it's a story, right? Now I've got a book signed by Kelly Sue DeConnick and a B, In the first initial of <laughs> the first Michael initial of Brian Michael Mendes' signature. Um, I, you know, I emailed him. I'm the creator of Deadliest Storm and part of the creator of Powers. <laughs> I've got this book. Yeah, um, I, I talked to them, and they, uh, if we can get the Skype thing up and running, they will definitely, at least Matt Fraction and Kelly Sue DeConnick have both expressed that they would definitely like to be on the show. Um, if I can get 
if I can work out a scheduling thing with them, then maybe we can get an in-person interview. But scheduling is kind of tough with a, a married couple that has kids. But, I mean, not a little humble brag. It was really cool to stand there and talk to Matt Fraction for half an hour. He's a really fucking nice guy. Does um, he still have an epic beard? Uh, yeah, pretty. It's, it's, pretty it's, not, it's not super epic. Like, it's not like... It's not, not like, like grizzly, fucking just, Warren Ellis no. epic. It's <laughs> like, but it's he's got a he's got a is good. It, is, it's not Alan Moore. It's not Alan Moore's beard. It's not no, Warren it's, Ellis. He's got a good, good beard going on. That's fine. Yeah, it's, it's a decent beard. Somewhere in it's between Riker inch. and Warren Ellis. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, a little bit more than Riker, I'd say. Hmm. Pretty good. Everyone has a uh, pretty impressive beard today. Yeah, and yours is looking especially nice. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I'd say it's more it. of a mustache than a beard, right. but it's getting there. I'm gonna wax that shit. <laughs> uh, so uh, there are two small pieces of comic industry news that we wanted to bring up. The first being that there were some layoffs at Marvel recently. Uh, Sixteen which, people. <clears throat> it sucks. Sixteen people. It really sucks for those people. Everybody in the world pretty much thinks it's a big load of bullshit because they're owned by Disney and they're making tons of money off their mm. movies. So yeah. you would think that they would spare a little expense from their movie profits to mm. pour it into their editorial staff, but um, apparently that's Short-term not the thinking. way they work. Yeah. yeah. If you can, if somebody made a very good point on Twitter, and I wish I could remember who it was. I think it's one of the guys from IGN Comics said, if getting bought by Disney does not allow you to avoid these kinds of situations, then what the fuck was the point, you know? Right. It'll allow you to spread some of that out a little bit. Buy the IPs. The, but, the, uh, the point was the people who owned Stock and Marvel like three years ago <laughs> yeah. uh, basically got, I think it was like $20 to the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. So, yeah, Seriously. I mean... Uh. You know, from our little rinky-dink comic podcast, good luck to everybody that got laid off. I'm sure most of them will yeah. will be just fine in some way. Um, but hopefully hopefully everybody lands on their feet because that always blows. It blew when it happened at Dark Horse. Dark Horse. It blows when it happens in any industry. So, um, What was the other piece of news that we had thought up? Oh, uh, Ed Brubaker and Brubaker. Uh, David Slade are... Working, collaborating to make a movie of Coward from from Criminal, which that'll be fucking awesome because that was a really good noir story. And Brubaker was saying on Twitter that uh, some somebody kept asking; they haven't even gotten to the point of thinking about actors. And they said, "Well, who would you want to play the main character?" And he threw out Ryan Gosling just because he knew it was the one person they'd never get. Yeah, I could see Ryan Gosling fitting pretty well in that part, though. But Let's see Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Always right. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Like I said, I just finished reading the the whole Criminal Deluxe Edition, and an excellent, excellent book. Okay, so for this show, we read the first trade of Punisher Max. It's a f- collects the first five issues of the. Punisher Max comic book by Jason Aaron and Steve Dillon. Uh, it is a story fe- focused entirely around the Kingpin. Basically, it is a it's a it's a it's a different line, so it's a different universe from the main Marvel universe. So it's kind of an introduction to the Kingpin, the Kingpin's origins as the Kingpin. Um, Call it more of a genesis than an origin. Yeah. Um, oh, Why can I not think of what the Kingpin's name is? Wilson Fisk. Wilson, Wilson Fisk. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, who was a badass in the old series when he was going up against a daredevil. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just, not fat. He's just 
giant. He's mass. Yeah. He's massive. That is one. So he's got a massive too. On um on 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 a sl- slight t- tangent, but still related to the Kingpin, I still remember <clears throat> when the Daredevil movie was being made, and uh, I I was one of the people when they f- when they talked about the casting, right? So. I'm, I'm going to say I thought the casting in that movie overall was actually really good, with the exception of Jennifer Garner. Um, I thought I thought Ben Affleck did a fine job as as Daredevil. I thought that Colin Farrell was a fine bullseye. I thought the movie was mostly trash, but the yeah. casting was pretty well. And then when they when they talked about um, Michael Clark Duncan being Kingpin, I was one of the few people that I knew that was like. Yeah, that's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> like, he, yeah. just because just because he's black doesn't mean he ain't the right guy for the part. You know, he's like. I think it's more about body type, yeah. than race. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he and he fit the part really well. I yeah. thought he did a really fucking good job as the kingpin. Yeah. Um, but oh God, that movie should have been a fucking abortion. <laughs> have you seen the director's cut? Yeah. It does it see help? The, yes, it actually does. Uh, not enough, though. It depends on your opinion. It's still not. <laughs> Many things opinion. do. It, it's well. That's that's uh, insightful. It's still not. It's still not as good as it needs to be. A lot of it because of Jennifer Garner. Um, but it's a lot better. It changed. They changed the Daredevil character completely in the director's cut. It's like a completely different character arc for him. Sure. But I'm not sure I, how sold on Ben Affleck as though. I Daredevil did, character. I, did I was actually okay with Ben Affleck as Matt yeah. Murdock. I, I did not like Colin Farrell as Bullseye. Yeah. I liked him right up until the end. I thought at the end he kind of botched it, but um, I thought that most of the stuff leading up to that was pretty good. Yeah, okay. So anyway, this, but anyway, yeah, the Michael Clark Duncan as the Kingpin. The Kingpin yeah. brings us back to Pun- Punisher Max. Uh, the story is... Wait, so before we actually get into the story, let's talk about this Punisher Max as opposed to the other Punisher Max. <laughs> right. This is... The Punisher Max, under the Max line. Punisher Max. Punisher, Punisher Max. 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 Punisher Max. Not, not Punisher. Published under the Max line. There you go. <laughs> so um, there are two different Punishers. Yes. Okay. Wait. So there's Punish- three. There's three. There's the Greg Rucka one, which is just the regular Marvel U one. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's there's two Punisher Max. Right? Yeah. Because well, I've not seen simultaneously. I've seen the oh, Garth- no, yeah. no, the, but the old Punisher that was published under the Max line that was just the, just called Punisher. Yeah, is done. That that comic has run its course. It was like a hundred issues or something like that. Okay, and that and was Garth Ennis. That was partial. Started. It started yeah. with Garth Ennis and yeah. and Steve Dillon. They did the first three trades and then yeah. came back for Barracuda. Yeah, and then um, Barracuda is amazing. Yeah, and then that ended, and then they. Brought back a bunch of comics under the Max line that all had Max at the. It, I I hate that by the way the fucking Daredevil Max or not Daredevil of uh, Deadpool Max. Deadpool Max and Punisher Max isn't there like two or three others as well or is the I just hate the fact that they Luke Cage Max <laughs> seriously no I'm not joking yeah uh, Iron, uh, Iron Iron Fist Man. Max no no Iron Man Max Iron um, Fist yeah. There was, yeah. No, Iron Fist was just Iron Fist. That was by Matt yeah. Fraction. It was brilliant. Yeah. It so, was. Oh, just was, thinking of Robert Fist, that's it was, uh, <laughs> it was Matt Fraction and Ed Brubaker, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Seems wow. they good. Traded, they traded off, too. Um, it was pretty good. I just, I, I hate I hate that. because, And you know why I hate it? Because it's the same fucking mentality that brought about changing all of the ultimate line to ultimate comics something or other. So instead of calling it fucking ultimate Spider-Man, it's ultimate comics Spider-Man or ultimate... X-Men turns into Ultimate Comics X-Men. 
Is it Ultimate Fallout? What? Ultimate Fallout? Isn't that the, the most recent one? It's not Ultimate Comics, it's Ultimate Fallout. Mm. There, well, I, thought ultimate, ultimate, I thought Ultimate Fallout was a was a six issue miniseries, miniseries yeah. that was, and that was years ago, wasn't it? Wasn't that no, like no, it was it, just recent? It was, just was Fallout, it? Oh, Fallout, oh no, 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 you're right. Ultimate Spider-Man. Fallout was was the after of, the death uh, of Spider Man. Ultimatum is what I'm thinking. You're right, but no, it is still the comics that came are still Ultimate Comics. Blah 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 blah. Like, and it's retarded. It just what was wrong with just calling them Ultimate something or other and leaving it that leaving it at that, but. I just I hate when I read fucking when I read like anything talking about this book and they spell it Punisher Max and it's all one word and Max is all in caps at the end it's like so fucking stupid. Dark Horse presents by Dark Horse Comics. <laughs> I'd really like to see DHP by Marvel. Yeah, right. So, give us So shall we <laughs> refer to this trade paperback as Kingpin from here on out or <laughs> nope. It's Punisher Max. It is Punisher Max, and we'll still come. But you can't see how we're spelling it, so ha. This this uh, this is like the polar opposite of Deadpool Max, too. By the way, this is actually really good, and Deadpool Max is fucking terrible. Uh, Wait, let me get this straight. Deadpool and Domino hook up and have some weird mutant baby. Yes. All right. Oh, it's it's definitely weird, and it's the art is terrible. No, it's fucking awful. So, so most of us at the table know this gentleman by the name of Rob Waters, and I would just like to say, Rob. Fuck you for ever recommending that. To <laughs> yeah, that book is awful. Ah, I, I, I got through the first two. It. I got through the first two issues, and that's as far as I could go. And I was like, I, it's not even worth me reading more of it. Three pages, it's so bad. Three pages, <laughs> really. I was like, I, no. I've had my fill of Deadpool. I got the uh, the second printing of the first issue of the regular Deadpool series because it was really funny, and it's got him in sure. the whatever weird uh, air horn nosed mascot costume. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, this is this sums up how Deadpool is nowadays, and that's all I ever need to know. And then Rob was like, you need to read Deadpool Max; it's really good. I'm like, he's fine as a side character. No, he's, he's like he shouldn't even be. He should pop up every once in a while. Well, he he's. He he's fine in Uncanny X Force. No, right? I mean, he's that great in this. Rick Remender. Well, is exactly. But yeah, I'm saying, if he's written well exactly. and he's a side character, he's fine. This is, has nothing to do with Punisher. Though. I, I just got to say one thing though. <laughs> Rick Remender and Dave Laughlin are the only two people who have like a free pass to write batshit insane characters, and I don't care. I'll be like, yeah, go nuts. Because I, I just <laughs> I want to see how far down the rabbit hole you're willing to take us yeah. as the reader. But to go back to writing and reading, Jason Aaron has described an amazing tale, starting from basically you've got Frank Castle. What the fuck is so funny about that, Luke? <laughs> nice segue. Jason Moving Aaron on. has described an amazing tale. It, seriously. <laughs> that was awesome. So, That's uh, good. Continue. So he's taken, there's a character named Frank Castle, who is the Punisher, and there is a bodyguard named Wilson Fisk who decides that he's going to become the kingpin of crime by intimidating the five heads of the, f- the mob families into making up this myth to... Cre- no? Sorry. Oh. Response <laughs> to not... just looking at me going, no. I'm like, but, but I read well, this. No, yes, that's what he's doing, but he's doing it in a very, very it's clever a, way. You know, it's, I mean, it shows how smart Wilson Fisk back is. Everyone assumes that he's just this dumb bodyguard, yeah. and you realize... He just set everyone up from the start yep. to put himself in charge of everything. Yeah, as a kingpin should, you know, and that and that's the one great thing about it. And you can't you can't deter him from his path. He he's going to be the kingpin, and you can't stop him. 
So I know this is a completely inaccurate chess metaphor, but I feel like it's the pawn that makes it all the way across the board and yeah. turns into, in this case, a the most powerful ding. piece in the game. Yeah. I, um, I was really impressed with the way, like, because five issues is actually a pretty short, like, arc for he a storyline and he did a lot in five issues and introduced a lot of care of fairly in-depth character yep. stuff in a very short period of time like the amount of characterization the mennonite gets for the dude yeah. he's so good <laughs> right like he has very little screen time but what he punisher your time. first opponent is a guy with horses <laughs> and a hammer yeah yeah, and he I'll use the power of electricity to defeat you. Yes, listeners, <laughs> when Irony. when you hear of a character named the Mennonite, he's, he's a actually Mennonite. a Mennonite. <laughs> yep. I um, thought that the major strength of this book, just in terms of overall composition, was how Frank Castle's story parallels Wilson Fisk's story in a lot of construction it, yeah. and, and a lot of ways. And like the beginning is very, very, very strategic because it has, you know two pages of Frank Castle being an asshole um, and torturing a guy. And then it goes into, you know, Wilson Fisk being all stoic and then popping a dude's eyes out like you do. Um, but that parallel of the story, their stories um, continues through the whole thing up to and including like how they became the fucked up people that they are, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Which they don't really tr- touch on yet for for Frank. Yeah, they don't really give his background at all. Not so it's much. It's the third volume, which yeah. is called Frank. Frank. Yeah, and uh. and that's fine actually. I'm I'm kind of fine with that. It, it's it was an inter- That was one of the things that I, it was an interesting take for me was that it was just it was more about the kingpin. Yeah, yeah. and it, it was. was you know the, the main arc. <laughs> yeah, the the Punisher is only is more in the book as a foil for the Kingpin than the actual main character of the book. So, uh, and I like the way they handled that because that's kind of the way I see the Punisher anyway. Yeah, right. I mean, he's actually, like, that's how the whole series is. He's mm-hmm. like a he's like a specter. He's not really like you know the the kind of he's not like hey, let me save your kitten, kid. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not really a hero. He never no. is. He. He's it's like the consummate revenge tale. Um and he's not he's definitely not anymore what he was what he was when he you know, was when he started in the Spider Man comics. Like he was just kinda like, Hey, it's a dude and shit happened to him and now he's shooting people. <laughs> I, yeah. I got a I got a skull shirt. Yeah. Um got me a skull shirt. And seventeen bullets. <laughs> Turned that into twenty seven bullets in a minute. Come on. The hacksaw. <laughs> Um, and you know that that's one of the funny things is that everybody pretty much knows the Punisher origin, right? They know his his wife and family got kids, mm-hmm. messed him up, and he starts killing people. But I don't think they've ever gone through the origin of the Kingpin. Not know? really. Not, no, they've never I mean, really. How did he get to be the Kingpin? Well, you know, and this mid is, to late two hundred Spider Man's. Really? I think they they probably did. I can't imagine them having a character that you know prolific and not have his origin somewhere he's the foe of spider-man daredevil and the punisher and they've never done his origin story no yeah but especially considering like you said luke that this was only five issues he had a lot of depth exactly Mm -hmm. yeah i was um i really like the story don't get me wrong i'm there are definitely times and people will laugh at me for saying this, but I think there were times when the violence actually gets too gratuitous no. at Please. points Sorry. where I, 
you know, people getting shot in the face and everything is fine, but there are times when I think it just like it's it is it becomes violence for violence's sake. That's and Dylan, though. It it is Steve Dillon, uh, um, but uh, that's scripted sl- in where too, do you right? See that? Like <sighs> sledgehammer and face is that in this one? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. But and this is the one thing is I thought that I thought the the art was a little familiar because I did read Preacher. Preacher yeah. Y- exactly. A, a couple of years ago and the Preacher has some very messed up scenes. Everyone's face looks the same. That's exactly what I was going I was about to say well, that I'm like well, I'm like the Punisher looks like he's wearing an angry mask. Uh surprisingly enough the Kingpin is the one with the most facial expression yeah. in the book and every single other thug in the book looks like fucking Jesse Custer. Okay, so follow me this right. Like the book itself is, from my opinion, from having read, well, the first 18 issues, it's more about the rogues gallery. Every single arc has sort of dealt with a different villain, with mm-hmm. the exception of Frank, which had sort of a villain in it. Um, but it really does focus on developing that character in question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you asked where I thought I, the violence was, like, kind of got overboard. Um it wasn't, I think it wasn't the eye. Uh, the eye was the eye was bad, but it was the it was there to purpose. make a point, right? Um, I think the part the part that I really didn't like, and this is this maybe this is me being a pussy, but I really i I thought that they were too too gratuitous with the killing of the kid. Oh, um, not the horsey. The, the horse okay. the horse was bad enough, but oddly enough, the the horse was handled with more grace than the kid was because they show like bits after the explosion but they're they're kind of zoomed in and not really graphic um i mean they're graphic but they're not as graphic i thought that uh i thought that the killing of 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 wilson's kid was he just took it a step too far he could have accomplished the exact same uh moments there were two main moments, the one where he's actually getting his throat cut and the one where he's laying on the floor bleeding out. The, those moments could have both been accomplished graphically without as much gratuitous gore. Yeah. And I thought that when it comes to, you know, I understand that there's the whole point is it's being terrible and it's a kid's getting killed by a mobster. But I just thought that that was, it was just a step the in the point. wrong direction. What? I don't think that was the point of that scene. It wasn't that it's terrible because a kid's getting killed by a monster. It's the the absolute turn of the entire story arc. It's the moment where Wilson Fisk reveals who he truly is. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's willing to let his son die. Yes. I agree. Um, I just don't think that it needed to be... Like, there are a million ways that they could have shown that kid's throat getting cut so without actually... So it was not like, necessarily the writing, but it was the no, art no, no, that you had a exactly. problem with? It was... It was, it was how graphic the actual scene was like not the not what happened in the scene sure because what happened in the scene is fine i just think that there were ways that you could have shown that kid getting hurt without it being as graphic or as gratuitous and um so eyes popping out and old lady tits don't bother you but kids dying is the to be entirely honest yes okay a a little little kids getting killed it's one of those Sorry, you know what? Everybody's got it. Everybody's got yeah. so their deals. Being, being the person who's seen the long-term effects of that, the graphicness of that situation weighs heavily into the rest of the yeah. book. I, I, it really does. Totally, I totally get that, and I just think 
If, but if it was like sort of you know off screen or handled more subtly, be like, yeah, and his kid died, you know, and it's like, oh, that sucks. But that really drives the point home of um, specifically Vanessa, his wife, saw you know his choice to mm-hmm. have his son murdered in an atrocious manner. Yep. Yeah, which and then has afterwards like ripples and of effects. Yeah. And then afterwards, his re- his response afterwards after the whole we'll situation. Have another one? Exactly. Are you shitting me? Cold blooded. Yeah. I I don't know. It's wow. it, and maybe like even the rest of the scenes, like showing the kid dead, like bleeding out on the floor. Probably I could have been okay with that if it just hadn't been for that panel. Like that panel didn't have to be that graphic, and there is absolutely nothing in that panel that couldn't have been toned down just a little bit with and still carry the same impact through to anything else. I disagree. Just because yeah. it happens to the characters in the book. Well, that's like saying that... We both have different viewpoints. Yeah, and yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't need to see it to understand the impact on the characters that are in the book. Yeah. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to have that impact on me, right? I can understand. I can understand the impact of a woman watching her son get her th- get his throat cut without actually seeing it in that particular way. Yeah, yeah. So well, I have. I mean, I'm totally desensitized after after you begin the story and the guy's eye gets popped out, or they're they're hacking people up with hacksaws, or sure. the numerous headshots. Everybody. They don't shoot them in the kneecaps. They don't shoot them in the chest. No, everybody gets popped in the head. In They're this. bits. It's yeah. gross. Grandmother, and I, and I grandmother also, gets popped a couple times. After after that, you know, pretty much a kid getting his slit throat is pretty. It's kind of sad, but it's pretty inane. Well, and yeah. I also understand. I also understand Steve Dillon's artwork. Right. I, I understand that Steve Dillon is constitutionally incapable of drawing anything that's not super violent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it may it's I guess it's just a thing for me. I thought it was a thing for more people, yeah. but it's just the, it's just the fact that it's a kid. I think it's yeah. you know par for Steve Dillon's artistic course. Fair, mm. yeah, that that I'll agree with absolutely because it's. I mean, there was Steve Dillon. There is, was stuff in Preacher that I had a hard time swallowing. Yeah, yeah. Steve Dillon worshiping a giant stack of meat, sort of <laughs> shaped like a woman. It cuts away a layer of the bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. Steve Dillon has he's he's started and continued his career on Watch just it. that. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of Air Star, like how he starts out yeah. <laughs> issue four or whatever, and how he ends up like he's missing an eye. He's got a sodomy fetish. Cannibals ate his leg. Jesse Custer cut a star into his eye. Uh, that part I got. I haven't gotten the cannibals part yet. I'm only about. Oh, I'm fuck. only. Sorry, dude. Oh, don't worry about it. I'm. I'm only. T- <laughs> I'm only two and a half trades into preacher. It's, so like, it's one of the funniest scenes when like you know there's an there's an Funny. incident Cannibalism. that happens in uh, <laughs> New Mexico and like Air Star wakes up and it's like, what do you guys? cooking they're like your leg <laughs> awkward yeah it was an arm fish it's a so, also that so anyway i don't i don't mean to focus no, entirely on that no. because i understand the but, i understand the graphic nature i just think that they're it for me it it just tipped over that line right it's like you and incest right yeah. you can't fucking deal with no. it in comics and, no but i i i totally understand and it did what it was meant to do 
because it incited a reaction out of you. And this was yeah. the turning point where he's like, okay, I've crossed the line now. You can kill my fucking kid because I'm going to be the kingpin. And I'll, I have this whole city under my thumb. Well, There's the first thing you can really do. You want to be honest, the first thing that I thought when that scene happened was like, yeah, okay, so he's going to turn. But why the fuck did he not just shoot the guy with the knife first? <laughs> you know, I'm like, Well, yeah, but I think it was the point. And it, it, later on, it's impressed that... It, his family really doesn't matter to him anymore. Sure. It's it's just the power. Honestly, to be entirely honest, when that scene started, I I saw the direction it was going a long time before anything happened. So right, and the thing that I thought was going to happen was I, I honestly thought he was just going to shoot his own kid and then shoot I his thought wife. He was too. But like that's because that's kind of what I thought. It was like shoot the hostage. He right? would have been you know? so like, much better off if he would have popped Vanessa. <laughs> like seriously, yeah. 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 But if I were her, I, I'm know, surprised he didn't. I I see because that makes it. All the more cold blooded. It that does. He lets the guy. He's like, go ahead. Yeah, I don't care. It just off him. No, I agree. I I understand oh. the arc that it made oh, the yeah. character take, uh, mm-hmm. which is awesome, honestly, because I really like it. I I really like when they portray the characters the way because they're taking characters that were originally boring kind of boring and set up in a universe that didn't allow them to expand much mm. where they would hint at things and hint that these guys were badasses and hint that they had done that all this terrible shit had happened to them but never you never see anything that really makes you believe that that's what has happened to these people right yeah. and then now they're giving it they're putting it into this kind of like hard-boiled kind of almost noir like yeah. world where they can finally be like no this terrible fucking shit happened to these people and like i mean it's a little annoying that frank castle looks like he's got a plastic grimace stitched to his face but um, it's revenge face (laughs) you know and the one and the one thing it seems like that um from reading this it seems like the punisher is kind of like marvel's answer to batman because he's he's like a detective that's taking out the vigilantes to and, some degree, and you notice when he's going through the story that he does he does his footwork. You know, it's like I, you know I followed up behind this kingpin and I followed all the leads and all leads to this Wilson Fisk guy, but he's like my Punisher voice. <laughs> <laughs> all leads to the Wilson Fisk guy, but he's just a you know a thug, yeah. and and you know he does his his research into so it shows that he's a little smarter character, um, and. He's, he's relentless also. Yeah, but he's willing to use guns. You know, yeah, that's, Batman I think that's was a, too, originally. No, yeah, that's true. In the 40s. Yeah, <laughs> for the first 10 issues. Yeah, <laughs> and then somebody realized, wait a minute, his parents were shot. He probably wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah. I, I like the way they handle the Punisher in this book because I've always thought that he was a little too soft in most of the other Marvel Universe. Like... The dude's entire fucking family gets shot to death by mobsters, yeah. and he gets shot and left for dead, and he just kind of, eh, I'll shoot people in the knees every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, I got to give Jason Aaron credit without, like, I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys, but he totally, like, cleans up, he's like, this isn't the Punisher who leaves somebody, like, he's like, oh, I, I wounded him, and he scurried off, I'm... <laughs> I'll come back and get him. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, I mean, issue eighteen has the the first two pages. That's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me read a little uh, dialogue from the very first scene where the Punisher is is interrogating someone, and you know, hacksaw or pliers? You want to choose or should I? And the guy starts to ramble around. Hacksaw it is. Wait, I've been hearing things right about the kingpin. 
bullshit that Kingpin's a myth. Wait, there's more. Let me talk. Eh, we'll talk more in a minute. <laughs> As he leans in with the hacksaw, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it doesn't. He's like, you're talking? I don't care. I, I got a hacksaw. I'm going to use it. It doesn't yeah. sound half as menacing when Anne reads it. <laughs> it, it really doesn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I will have to, you know, have emphysema and my entire family killed, and then maybe I can speak with the appropriate rage. Yes. I, I definitely liked. I like. Aaron's writing style. I like the way he characterizes uh, the characters in the book. Like his his dialogue feels pretty natural. Mm. He throws a few few too many motherfuckers in every once in a while, but yeah. I understand the reasoning behind that. Yo, dog. Um, <laughs> I heard you like motherfuckers. <laughs> you like motherfuckers in your comics. You like some fucking your mothers. So what I did? Was... Hey. Oh. Um. Is there is there a page spread of no blood? Good I, question. I, I think there's I, a few. I I think the whole thing is. Oh, there you go. This just this one just cocaine. has tits. Okay. Speaking yeah, speaking speaking of tits, okay. I, I, uh, first, let me preface all this by saying, in general, I like Jason Aaron's art or Steve Dillon's art. I I think he is. I think he's an excellent artist. I think he's. I think his style is um, unique. I don't think the guy can draw a woman to save his life. Um, he <laughs> yes, can. He he has never drawn a pretty woman in his entire fucking life. And when they take their clothes off, they look like pla- they're made of plastic. Yeah, they look like blow up dolls. I, I gotta say, and I'm beginning to wonder if that's the only kind of woman he's ever seen. Or or Mama Cesare. That's option B. Mama Cesare. Sure. Is okay. Hot. Yeah. Ample bosoms. Yes. yes. Huge yes. tracts of land. Uh huh. Yeah, swaying, undulating. Yeah, she does look. Line. She does look like an orc. Yeah, um, that Vanessa. She's not pretty. I don't think she comes across pretty in this. No, book. I'm, I'm just saying. You said I think she's at least more turn, realistic. She normal. She looks like okay. a human being. Yeah. Okay. She's about as normal as any woman he's she's ever not drawn. Ugly. Because because I'll say that's one of the things that aggravated me so much about. Well, I shouldn't say aggravated me. One of the things that caught me about Preacher is that Tulip's not pretty, and they talk that's about, great her. about her. Uh, right. And and eventually it becomes a point. But it's hard for me to. It's hard for me sometimes to. Pay attention to women if they're not pretty. Sorry. It's hard for me to take everyone around her saying she's so pretty when she's not. Does that make sense? Like, it's just, and it's not like, it's not like I don't understand that. I'm going to sound like a misogynist asshole, but what I mean by it is just that when when you are portraying a character in a certain way in the book and the artwork doesn't reflect that, it's hard for me to follow through on it, right? Mm. In this book, it's it's just, I don't know, I just, like, I like everything about him, about Dylan's art except his women. Uh, I just don't think his women play quite right uh, in the in the story. I don't know, but, the, Mar- the Mama Cesare was the, probably the best scene. I yeah. love that. This she, old she woman. She looks like a that, goblin. That She's got gonads, well, though. Yeah, but this no, old those woman are, that those j- are breasts. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're at the right level, I mean, like body wise, internally. But you yeah. know, she's got massive huevos. Yes, and just with the f- nipples on them. <laughs> uh, you know, but I and I also love the fact that you know she sneaks out with the shotgun, blows through the wall, and oh my god, oh there's Punisher. But yeah. it's just like, hey, that was pretty cool. Hi guys, what are you doing in my house? Yeah, like you motherfucker. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those old crotchety women that you know she survived out-survived everybody else in the mafia because she's meaner than all of them. Mm-hmm. That's the whole reason. What really what really gets me about this is that at the end of the book where, you know, 
uh, Wilson Fisk's kid gets killed and and his spoiler alert like what? whatever this is a spoiler <laughs> we already talked about that for like 10 uh, minutes I'd like to have a, 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 you know an episode at some point where we talk about a book without spoiling any of it nah. then that one thing happens with the guy and the stuff oh the guy with the well, feet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the face well the, the other guy with yeah. the face not that one oh but yeah, it's just the eyebrows it surprises me uh, like to see Wilson Fisk like he, g- he gives up his kid and doesn't is dumb enough to think that his wife is not going to, it's not going to matter to her or that she's just going to get past it. And if it hadn't been for her, there are multiple times in this book where they show that she pretty much helped him get where he is, you yeah. know, especially with oh, the yeah. mama's sorry part, right? Uh-huh. Where right. he's just like, ah, she's nothing. And, he, and the, his wife's like, no, she's a smart little bitch and she's going to she fuck you up. Kill you. Um, yeah. But in the end, he doesn't care. Yeah, because she's a stupid woman. Just like, but just like everyone else in his life, she's a tool to getting yeah. power. Yeah, that is true. his key mistake. Yep. Yep. Uh huh. And it, it shows that little short sightedness too. I it does it play out later on in the oh, book? Oh fuck yeah! Okay. One would hope. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's I mean, it. in a series that's kind of about vengeance, this is certainly a good setup. Often said, "Pride before the fall." Yep. Yeah. And uh, by fall, we so, mean. <laughs> so can I say that I also I love the Mennonite. The yes, whole, the Mennonite, Mennonite was awesome. Mary, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole the whole scene where he's driving, where Punisher is driving after Wilson Fisk is like, I think somebody in a horse and buggy is following. Him. <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> nah, that can't That's be. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I mean, that, it, yeah, it's a it's comedy that he had driven his horse and buggy on the highway. Yeah, and he's sitting there in traffic. But oh, uh, here's a page without blood. Mennonite and his family. Okay, but there Look is death, that. though. Eh. There's still death. One out of two. <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but the the one thing I did love that he was kind of like this impending doom that's slowly working his way to the Punisher, and he, he, the Punisher doesn't even realize what the hell is going on. You know, <laughs> the Punisher uses a a very normally used corporate tactic. Tactic. He solves his problem with money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. But uh, there was this. There was one scene where Punisher has finally figured it out. He calls the kingpin. Is like, hey, dude, outside your door. Look out your window. Look, hey, that's me. And all the kingpin is like, uh, well, nice doing business with you. And Frank Castle's like, what? What the fuck does that mean? And he gets a sledgehammer in his chest. Yeah. It's, I just love the pacing there. And it's a knockdown, drag out, blight. It just uh, fight. That reminds me of uh, They Live. Do you guys ever see yeah. that? The yeah. The Roddy Roddy <laughs> Piper. Yeah. Just the 15 every- minute alley fight. Exactly, where Parodied everything in South Park. and anything is used in this battle. And that's pretty Including much it. Including crotch kicks with knives. With toe knives, yeah. Oh, God. And the I, guy just keeps on coming. I just... Um, He's got two uh, kids. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I don't... Hardy <laughs> foul and bean? I just don't... Um, the The... the there is one criticism I have about the way this book is written because they they make a big deal at the beginning of the book about how much of the oper- the mob operation has been destroyed by Frank Castle and how much of it has been taken out without them being able to do anything about it. And then 
to be entirely honest, Frank Castle's kind of stupid in this book. He's per- like, peripheral, like yeah, to the Kingpin. He's, that's for sure. He's definitely peripheral, and he's just he just does some dumb things. Like they're intentional because he's just kind of single mindedly focused on his revenge, and he's just killing shit. But it, I, I understand. Hopefully, it gets fleshed out later that that he's not, you know, show, showing him be a little bit smarter. More a little bit smarter than tough, right? So that so that it proves that he does have the ability to like not only outlive a fight where he's getting his ass handed to him constantly, but has the ability to destroy an entire organized crime operation. Sure. You know, with yeah. one hopes when he's going up against more direct intelligence i want to say because the thing is with kingpin it's not like he's an idiot he's very smart and he's very crafty Mm. he's not like super witty or like intelligent in some ways but uh, my point being i feel like bullseye would allow a lot more of those aspects to come out of well i also also get the feeling that in this particular storyline wilson fisk clearly was not at full capacity right it, because he hadn't hit that turn yet with his kid can, and his family mm-hmm. where he he was not as focused right and that was very well portrayed in this book where he 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 had his shit going on but then he was going home every night and telling his wife about it right. and kind of having this you know trying to have semblance this of semblance sanity. of family life and he wasn't as he didn't focus all of his it proves that he didn't focus when his wife has to tell him about Mama Cesar and be like, you're you're missing something here, you know? And then he's like, I'm not missing anything. And she's like, yeah, you are. And then he finally realizes, okay, wait a minute. I am I didn't look at all the angles. So. so I'm seeing two takeaway messages for the kids here. One is <laughs> relying on other people makes you weak and stupid. Uh, <laughs> and, and what was my other one? Oh, Nope. Come back to me later. Lost my other message. <laughs> Modern technology defeats ancient beliefs. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It was a safe that defeated ancient beliefs. Actually, <laughs> it was electricity that shocked him oh, and stunned him fair. on the ground. That's fair. So if you have you know, te- uh, some sort of superior technology and enough money to throw at a problem, you can defeat it. <laughs> That's Batman awesome. taught us yes. that, too. Um, I'm just kind of curious, like... If you guys, well, since you've only read the one, I, I have a feeling I think I understand that there's probably going to be seven books for this. Each that's, one representing that's fitting. Each one representing one of the deadly sins. That would be why. Okay, that kind of uh, makes sense. So, which this one, Pride? Uh, this is Pride. Yeah. Uh, actually, maybe six books or one book to tie it all together, uh, with Frank Castle being Wrath. That makes sense. Uh, Punisher being Pride. Uh, Bullseye being you Envy. Kingpin being or, Pride. Yeah, sorry. Kingpin is Pride. King his pride, bullseye is envy. Huh. Um, Electra would be lust, and that'll make sense when you guys get there. Uh, so yeah, leave sloth, greed, and gluttony. Electra, what's in? Punisher? What's the one where he's in? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's, it's well, yeah, Frank. It's... That's still. Oh, I guess. I or guess. maybe sloth. What when he's in prison? Yeah, uh, Frank. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is just me like throwing out an idea. Yeah. I mean, he really doesn't have that big of a rogues gallery. No, he doesn't. Because mm-hmm. his rogues gallery is waves and waves of unnamed fucking thugs. I mean, you've got like <laughs> you see, you've got Jigsaw, you've got... Pride, not greed? That's pride. Hmm. Interesting, because I would have... If I were to put... 
I would put Jigsaw at Pride more than anything else. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it's just you know something that I'm like, huh? I wonder. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's my deep thought on this I comic like book. Speaking of speaking of Jigsaw, I, I have to say to that this did remind me a lot of, and I know a lot of people hated this movie, but the Punisher Warzone. Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. So I, that movie is like crossed, but you know, set in the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, hey, what happens if you put someone's face in a blender? <laughs> <laughs> but will it blend? I just like I liked just, Ray Stevenson as the Punisher. I thought the, it was in the parkour guy with the RPG. That's, yeah, you, you can <laughs> top it. Um, I'm gonna take this giant wooden stake and shove it through your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Punisher, bitch. See, but, I just thought. I hope he had that voice. <laughs> I thought that that movie was a really good, was kind of the max version of the Punisher movies because I actually really enjoyed the Thomas Jane Punisher, with no. the exception of Travolta. Like, um, if if it I'm had been the kingpin of crime and I'm on fire, <laughs> if it had been anybody but Travolta, I think that movie would have been awesome. But Travolta actually flat out ruined that movie. L. Ron like, Hubbard is the way. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> um, I of course I. I still have a soft spot in my heart for the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. I really do. <laughs> it's that. so it's bad so and it's so long. awesome. I like, just, was, is that the one that has the... That's got to be the largest cock I've ever seen. One. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Dolph Lundgren is the Punisher and Louis Gossett Jr. is the cop that's pursuing him. <laughs> Louis, Louis Gossett Jr. is a generic black cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's one thing that this storyline, do they ever have any of the people that help him out, like a microchip or... There is nobody who's... I really out. hope it's they don't, him. because I actually hate microchip. I I hated that character from the moment I ever saw him in a comic book with fucking Punisher. I thought he was the dumbest addition. Um, it's just one of those things, like, I don't mind... Like, I like the way that Rucka's handling it in the new Punisher comic book, where... I fucking hated his vulture so much. That must be an older Punisher comic book. I'm talking about the reboot that's only like that's three issues issue deep. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't read issue three yet. Or I'm. Have I read issue three? Sorry. <laughs> what oh, I was talking about was in the first that. issue where you it was won't like see him after issue four. Just to let you know where it's like he has he has a cop that the only reason the cop is really helping him is because one he saved his ass and allowed the cop to take credit for his kills. So now this cop is like, yes, I did. Super cop. He's like, yes, I did single-handedly take down this uh, dangerous situation in Central Park and saved several children's lives. It seems like three guns were fired at the same time. That's because I had two in one hand and was firing the third gun with my cock. (laughs) Firing the third one with my prehensile tail. But... What were you doing with with the other hand? Smoking a cigarette. He's like safe hug people for us. Trick shot. But I mean, okay, so I really enjoyed this. I'm, I mean, I bought all three of them sight unseen off of Whipster, and I'm planning on reading all all the way up, and I'll keep collecting them in hardcovers because they're thought pretty. It was, is, they're really well done. They're really pretty. The the book is good. Frank is very slow. The third arc, that's fine. But it's it, there's payoff in the yeah. Fourth I mean, I don't mind slow story arcs. It doesn't always have to be blood and guts and gore. Oh, no, there's um, plenty of blood and guts and gore. <laughs> I'm just, I, it's I'm Steve Dillon. Yeah, sharpened. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I gotta go on one. Get up on my soapbox for one more thing in this. And I've brought this up in other in other shows, and it comes right back around to the gunsmith thing. I brought this up, and I said, 
if you're going no, no to show somebody shell casings. If you're going to show somebody firing a semi-automatic <laughs> pistol and it is ejecting a shell casing, draw it with the fucking slide back. If there is muzzle flash, the slide is back on that gun. It is not fucking forward. Yeah. And there is not a single slide out of place on any... And, and it, it's, it's one thing when it's like once in a book, but it's every fucking time he shows a gun firing in this book. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> so... No. Well, nobody recognizes. Like, why does he draw his, draw his gun like that, dummy drawer? Yeah, n- I mean, <laughs> it's and it's just one of those aggravating things for me. It's like if you're gonna draw, I do want it realism right. in my comic books. I damn, damn it, uh, it's detail. Simple I mean, detail that it's, doesn't bother me at all. But that's because I know fuck all about guns. When yeah. it, when it gets down to stuff that I do know about, that's yeah. either drawn or portrayed incorrectly. Let's talk about deagles. Deagles. <laughs> it's like I that's mean, how you pronounce it right. Yeah, it's a deagle. It's a deagle. <laughs> What are your it's words mean? <laughs> Desert Eagle to oh, fifty caliber okay. pistol. It's usually chrome plated, held sideways. <laughs> if you want to break your wrist, I was going to break yeah. your wrist and have it Possibly hit you in the elbow. face. I, okay, so I've I've heard that they are now making guns with sights on the side, so people can hold them sideways inside them. Okay, so let's those we can talk about the specifics of muscle flash and trajectory. <laughs> so. Here's the thing. When you fire a gun, there is a certain kick downward with it. If you're holding a gun sideways... Upward, yeah. Kicks upward. Not no. Trust me. Backwards. No. It's upward. upward. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, needless any, to say, in it, any case, if you're holding a gun sideways, you're not going to have any accuracy whatsoever. And your arm is going to drift. Your arm's going to drift sideways. That's one of the reasons why when you're holding a fully automatic weapon like an Uzi, mm. you start low and you pull the trigger because it's going to rise as yeah. you're firing. So the second part of that is that when you've got a semi-automatic pistol, it ejects the casings out the side. Yeah. It doesn't. It, sometimes it'll eject them straight up depending on how strong the fucking slide spring is. But if you're holding it fucking sideways, those casings are going to be hitting you in the fucking forehead every time they eject. <laughs> Not and you know why? You know why I know this? Because I've tried it. <laughs> you got the automatic well, Kalashnikov got... 1947 for a moment. Okay. <laughs> or as as you would call it in the ghetto, the AK-47. Yeah. Both. Both. Which is the greatest <laughs> firearm made in the history of mankind. No. You cannot break those guns. No. No. You not the see. real ones. Not the real the, ones. The fake ones you can break all you want. The Czech ones you can the, break all you want. Anyway. The whatever. Chinese ones. The Romanian ones. But anyway. Uh, uh, Unknown Soldier specifically has an entire issue dedicated to what happens with those guns. Because since they don't break, they just keep getting passed down and passed down and passed down uh-huh. to yeah. people who are less and less deserving of them and have less respect for them. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yes. This the is same <sighs> thing happened with you know all of those damn rings of power. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Underappreciative <laughs> grandchildren's always saying hi ho. Why should eighty-seven point five percent of the power go to one ring? <laughs> Occupy Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> Thousand years from now, it's going to be one AK to rule them all. <laughs> Jesus, uh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> the sixth gun. Fuck that. We've got the first gun. Oh, so that's that's my rant. I think it's just it's just annoying to see because I know more about it. It's like it's like if somebody were constantly drawing somebody's nose on their f- side of their head and trying to pass it off as real. Yeah. It's it's like life or health. lots of breasts that happen no. in comic books. I yeah. feel angry about comic yeah. book breasts. I had something regularly. really funny that I was going to say, and you've ruined it with your, your deep. <laughs> you've ruined it with ruined your it. talk of breasts. Boobs. I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, did you just say <laughs> she ruined it with her boobs? No, I did. <laughs> with her but... talk of boobs. Uh, I was going to mention uh, your your good friend Rob and his book, How Sometimes There Are Noses on the Side of Faces, <laughs> yeah. which explains oh, a lot. Oh, Mr. Light. Yeah. Or at least an eye an I think eye it's more down faces on the cheek. sides of heads <laughs> with him. <sighs> so, um, wait, so, and continue with your, your boob rant for a minute. What? Please. I, I don't think I had any further boob ranting. I mean, I can rant about why boobs anger me. Oh. But I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think they're wonderful, but that's just me. I, I didn't know there was any problem with them. Oh No, there's no, not. that's the thing. Okay. There's not. It's just that in comic books, people who ought to be able to portray them cannot. But I think that's an issue in art in general oh. and not just comic books. Look at Michelangelo, for example. Terry, Terry Dodson and Dude's Frank Smith. Cho. Those guys can draw boobs. They can draw boobs. Yeah. I appreciate right. that. Yes. Yeah. Frank Cho's are a little bit exaggerated. They're big, but they're realistically big. No. As they're, opposed they're to most too, of the They're too perky. Hips and, hips and thighs. They have <laughs> really good bras. Yeah. Yeah. Especially exactly. on especially bras. on cave women. I was just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, was it she does? Uh, like, yeah, leopard skin bras. I don't know why women aren't just wearing them all the time. It, it's it's got whale bones in there somewhere. <laughs> Supported like a tent. <laughs> yep. All right. Buy, borrow, or burn. Buy. Yep. Buy. Borrow because I'm not huge into Marvel, but it's very, very good. Mm. Okay. You I are, like. You are a horrible human being. I know? am, but that's because I'd rather be spending my money elsewhere. And because, and I think this is key. If I were baller and made money, it would be buy. I'm broke, so it's borrow because I have people that I know assume, are going to buy it. Assume the assume that the people we're talking to are baller. Yeah. That's what we're well, that's that's what we're suggesting to. We are the ninety nine percent man. Borrow. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! I'm like a corporate scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Really okay, seriously. you're the one percent. I'm the ninety nine percent. Borrow. Buy. Uh, solid buy. You, I think you already did. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I with the with the per, with the warning of of the hyper violence. You, oh, if you well, don't, yeah, that too. if you're not. If you're not, if you're squeamish about violence, don't fucking no. buy it because no. that is the one thing about the comics medium and about Steve Dillon's art specifically uh, that I will say. He likes to get a little in, graphic in a, a in bit. in motion. If you're watching a movie or something, when you um, when you portray violence like this, it it flashes and it goes away. Um, in a comic book, it doesn't. He's freezing frame on the most gory, violent part of the scene that you can possibly do. And it kind of forces you to linger on it. And so, in some ways, hyperviolence in comic books seems even more violent than in other mediums. I could to see me. that, for sure. Um, he, he does do the vacant eye thing uh, really well. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever somebody gets their, their head blown... Uh, yeah. Their eyes are There's always an eye somewhere. Yeah. Oh, and this had the best if it's inside derp their head. scene ever. Which one? Do you know the, the facial guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just put impact fun, right? Derp at the bottom. That's great. <laughs> You're going to rate everything a borrow, aren't you? That's kind of my MO, but you know what? <laughs> when stuff comes along and I want to buy it, like lock and key and six gun, that means it's really good. Yeah, that's fair. She's tough. Three buys, a solid borrow slash buy, borrow. Mostly. Borrow, buy if you have extra money. I have a friend who has three kids and one income, so he doesn't get a lot of money to buy stuff. He uses the library system. 
uh-huh. which has a really, really good... Uh, if you're rotating, they have a good selection. It's just a pain in the ass to you have to order everything pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah, you order it and then it arrives at your at your doorstep, which so, is pretty nice. Honest to God, doorstep? The, huh? Yeah. What library system is this? You can oh, the King County library really? system. Yeah, they'll deliver shit to you. I'm pretty sure you. I will never leave my house again. No. <laughs> so uh, the reason mainly that I said buy specifically Maybe. for this is because I'm worried at some point it will be out of print. Uh, and I always want to have access to it. I mean, you know what? Oh, yeah, I'm not going to want to read this every day, but if I want to read it, I, you know. Yeah. I completely understand why people buy comics. Which I'm is just kind of broke. Which is why I buy most everything I do in hardcovers, because that way not only do I get to read it whenever I want, but it, it will not deteriorate as fast as most True. soft covers yeah. that, I, that I own. So Yeah, and <sighs> since you guys are questioning my whole library thing, maybe they don't deliver it to them. That I don't seems think they do. I was just thinking, like, like lies. Uh, most of the lies. books that I've, I've he gets a lot of books. Though. I've got single copies or the single issues, mm-hmm. and then I'll go and I'll buy the hardback trade and I'll, I'll lend the trade out to people so they can read it. See, I flip, yeah. which is I great. flip my singles for trades, which is what I'm going to start doing with some of the books that I've got now that I know that trades are starting to come out. I'm going to go take the first twelve issues of whatever comic that I bought. I'm going to flip those for the hardcover trade and call it a day. That way I can take the trade, put it on a shelf, and empty out some space in my single-issue boxes. On so, eBay? Is that how you flip them? Uh, either on eBay or just like on Craigslist or fucking at my comic shop even. They'll like, buy books back? Uh, uh, Kenmore Comics did. Like ah. They bought a whole bunch of stuff off of me that I tr- that I flipped into trades. I just so. have this terrible image of me being like, so I've got issues uh, 1 through 12 of Chew. I was wondering, can we just trade straight up that for the uh, the hardback that's, that's 20 oh, bucks? God. That'd be cool. Barter yeah, system. see, most of the time... Most of the time flipping like that if i'm trading in most of the time comics depreciate with the exception of some right some will appreciate but even if i'm trading them in i figure if i'm trading them in straight cover three to four bucks an issue is going to be a slightly more than what the trade will you know be worth and thus most of the time the comic shop will be willing to be like yeah sure i'll fucking trade you straight off because then they can just bundle those together and sell them for more than they would sell the trade for and Call it a day. Um, and I'm fine with that because I got to read them on a monthly basis as they came out. And now I get to flip them into something that is more durable and will stay on my shelf. And sometimes, yeah. especially in the case of this new 100 Bullets hardcover that I got, looks better than the originals. Yeah. Like, yeah. by a lot. I, oh, God, Fables. The Fables Deluxe Editions look fucking amazing. They look, they look so much better, at A, than the original comic, and B, than the other trades. Because nice. 100 Bullets was on that newsprint kind of quality. It's, it's, it was they're, not. They're, those, trade, the, those trades are, the terrible. are terrible. And yeah. they fall apart. The spines uh, on those 100 Bullets trades me. were awful. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I've had four of the 13 literally fall out of mm-hmm. the cover. I only read the first four trades, or th- four, yeah, the first four trades, and after reading them once, the second trade fell out of its spine. Yeah, like it's oh, it was awful. They were they were terribly glued. The quality was awful. The deluxe edition, on the other hand, gorgeous, well bound, hardcover, awesome. You're welcome like, for that recommendation. Oh yeah, no, I I was gonna I thought I was gonna buy it anyway. So that's the thing you were you recommended it, and I was like, you know what, I might. I might buy that when I see it come out. And then I saw it up on Thwipster for like half price. I'm like, all right, going to do it. Yeah. You know, I just bought the hardcover of Watchmen uh, off of Thwipster for, that's one that I want. I want it. I want it because I like the book and I will read it again. Yeah. But it seems like every time that I read that book, it's just worse and worse because it just does <laughs> not age well. It doesn't age well. But I can read it. I'm okay with it not aging yeah. well. 
yeah, I can read it for what it is. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that I can that doesn't age. I mean, I mean I've, I've totally, you know, I've got a copy, but it's, you know, it's like every five or ten years, I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to read Watchmen again and see if maybe I have like a, a different viewpoint or an insight. And every time I read it, I'm like, this is just so dated. And yeah. It makes it. It's well, kind of funny what we were afraid of back then, though, you know? <laughs> especially as especially yeah. as British as that book is. Yeah. Like, I mean, back then it was, it was, uh, we we have not Watchmen, and now we have Holy Terror, you know. So it's it's kind of. It, Did on. you just compare Watchmen to Holy Terror? Yes, it's it's wow. It's something I can see the comparison that's threatening. And in the United red States. corner, weighing in at two hundred and twelve <laughs> pounds, Joel, am I having a stroke, Simon? <laughs> Yeah. Six wins, two losses, and 13 knockouts. That's right, folks. He took people out in the crowd. <laughs> and in the orange corner, we have Luke. Fuck all. <laughs> you couldn't even keep it together. I couldn't. No. You're looking at me with these like <laughs> sexy eyes. You're like, I like that voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's yeah. the different threats. Now it's Muslim terrorism. I'll and tell back you. Then it was back in my day, we were afraid of American imperialism. <laughs> yeah. Not like you guys and your jihads and your hudats and whatnot. I was pretty sure when I was a kid that the Russians were going to come at us from Cuba. <laughs> like, I, I, JFK um, was a good man. I'll tell you the book that does not age is V for Vendetta. Unfucking readable Like, Really? I can't. Uh, I've read it twice, and I... I Choked it's, through it the second it's time. Dystopian. I don't it's know. It's just not. I Do don't you know. read books that are all words? <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. It, the problem that I have with Vendetta is that it's so disjointed. It's so disjointed. It's so and and it's it disjo- it's disjointed because of the way it was originally published. I mean, oh. it was published as a serialized thing in a sci-fi magazine and. It was published in one magazine that eventually got canceled, and then there was a six-year gap before the story huh. got finished in an, in another form. I should reread it, and knowing that. That's interesting. What is, was it Vector Comics? I don't remember. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I did not like V for Vendetta at all. I, I like huh. the movie a lot. Yeah. It's fluffier. The movie smoothed it out and fluffed yes. it at the same time. Yeah. Luke um, used to read books before he was blinded by Breed Three about six months ago. <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, anyway, I guess we'll wrap this wrap this shit up. So um, read everything Jason Aaron has read or written. <laughs> everything he's read. read too. Woo! Also, his beard is fucking epic. If you've ever seen a photo yeah, of him, it's pretty goddamn. It's, it, look at his Twitter uh, Twitter icon. It's he looks like the villain from the Max. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that is uh, Ser- like seriously. That's, that's crazy. That's hardcore. Yeah, yeah. he does. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> follow us all on Twitter. You can follow the main show feed at Trade Secrets Pod. I am at Geek Ely. Is that what? It- <laughs> yes. Uh, there we go. Hey, at least you got the, the right podcast <laughs> this time. I did. Uh, Anne is at Anne Bean tweets. Joel is at Superfly, and I'm at Mathtrastrophy. Mathtrastrophy. Yeah. We don't pronounce words correctly. <laughs> uh, uh, ever since we ate all that lead paint. <laughs> you mean wall candy? What? Yeah. You can like. One of my favorite treats as a boy was leadsicles. You can Lead-sicles. like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trade secrets. Po- I think it's trade secrets podcast, actually. I know. 
I found Tom Tom I don't know. It might be trade secrets. Anyway, if you look up Trade Secrets Podcast on on Facebook, it'll come up. Uh, We're available on iTunes. Rate us on iTunes. Review us on Zoom. It helps us get more listeners. And if you want to be a part of the show, if you have questions or comments or anything you want to send in to us and let us know, uh, email us at tradesecrets at geekerific.com or at reply us on Twitter or post to our Facebook page. This has been episode 17, all about Punisher Max Volume 1. Uh, it was a pretty solid buy, except for Anne's you know, 1% borrow. And 99%. 99% no borrow. Or I don't know something. What. I don't know. Never presented it. <laughs> Thank you, Anne. No problem. Thank you, Joel. You're welcome. Thank you, Andy. Horsecock. And we're out.